Hey everyone, David Nagel here. I'd like to welcome you to the Successful Mind Podcast. On today's show, I'm diving into my vast catalog of archived materials to share with you what I'm calling Lessons from the Vault. Periodically, I'm going to be sharing with you lessons from classes that I've taught in the past. Since most of these were done over the phone, you may notice a difference in audio quality. I'm hoping that doesn't diminish your listening experience because the content is something that I'm very proud of. All right, let's open the vault. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. When we're talking about wealth consciousness, there's a few things that we have to keep in mind. One is that in order to bring wealth into our life, we have to mean we really need to be focused on an end result. Uh, it's often, you know, it's often said that, you know, if we just think about something uh, and focus on that thought, you know, that we're going to either attract to us what it is that we want or we're going to manifest the opportunity. But we also have to realize a very important factor is that we have to have a vehicle. We absolutely have to have a vehicle to bring the wealth in. Without a vehicle, it can't come in. And people will often try to argue this with me, and they'll say, well, you know, I, I was thinking about $10,000, and I really needed $10,000, and I received their check from my aunt out of the blue for $10,000 or a refund on my insurance or something like that. And I'm like, that's great. Those are wonderful when those little things show up in our life, but I just, you know, I really can't count on them. And I've actually had people say that, oh, you know, but it happened once, why can't it happen again? And my response is, well, as soon as you get it to happen every month where it shows up, you know, at your, in your mailbox every single month like that and you're not doing anything for it, let me know. And then we'll switch to teaching. And I've never had anybody let me know. So the idea is that you absolutely have to have a vehicle if you're going to create wealth in your life. And you have to be focused in that vehicle. That means that there's two primary things that happen when we're focused in a vehicle. Um, vehicle we're talking about today is our business that can throw us off track. One of them is overwhelm. Uh, having too many things to do in the same time frame. The other thing is what we call bright, shiny object syndrome when other things seem to appear to us, take us down an easier path, but actually they wouldn't take us down an easier path. It would be a distraction or it would actually create more problems if we were to go down that road. So we have to be on the lookout for both of these things. Again, overwhelm, bright, shiny object syndrome. Let's take bright, shiny object syndrome first. Bright, shiny object syndrome is when you have set a goal, you have a vehicle, you're working in the vehicle, you've actually created a plan to bring in your wealth in your life, and all of a sudden something shows up and says, hey, come over this way. It would be a lot easier if you did this, or it would be a lot easier if you changed that, 
It would be a lot easier if you worked with someone else, or it would be a lot easier if you uh, changed your program or changed your price or whatever. And in 99.9% of the time, it isn't any easier. Uh, inherent in that idea, you can see its own dysfunction, and, I, and I'll tell you what it is. When we're doing something, when we're moving forward within a vehicle and we're growing and we're going for a specific result, in order to get the result, we need to grow. That's what brings the result in, our growth. So by the very nature of something coming along saying that it's going to be easier if you go a different way when you already have a sound plan, that's playing against your own subconscious mind with the idea that you don't have to grow. Okay? What we all, all the time, what we're doing is we're saying, how could this be easier so that I don't, I don't have to grow, so that I don't have to uh, raise my consciousness, so that I don't have to break through something that's difficult, so that I don't have to stop resisting changing something, so that I don't have to experience the emotional pain of growth. Oh, there it is. It's bright, shiny object. It's coming at me full speed ahead, and it says, it's easier this way, it's easier this way, it's easier this way. But I already have a sound plan that will bring the result if I would just work the plan and grow within the plan. That is exactly how you know you're headed for disaster if you go in a different direction. And it, it always happens that way, every single time you will switch over to a different plan and then you'll find out that that one is not what it promised to be and then you'll get bright shiny object syndrome again and you'll switch over to another plan and you'll find out that that wasn't what it promised to be. And what is it that we're finding out really? That each thing that presents itself with this, with this promise of being easier, what it overshadows is that you have to grow within the plan in order for it to be easier. You have to grow within the plan. The plan that you already have, the plan that you've created for yourself, hopefully, it will be easy as soon as you grow into it, as soon as you stop resisting whatever you're resisting doing within the plan. Now, the next piece, so the, I mean, so the idea is that when you see that coming, you have to ask yourself, is there anything that I have left undone in my current plan? Because what if it's legitimate, right? What if you get bright shiny object syndrome, but it's actually it's actually it's actually excuse me a legitimate opportunity for you to make a change to get the result that you want. You have to ask yourself this question: With the current plan that I have and the current direction that I'm going, is there anything that I have not done? Is there anything that I've resisted changing, um, or have I reached the end of of what? My, my current vehicle's potential actually is? You have to ask that question. If the answer is yes, then you're probably being faced with a new opportunity for you to grow. If the answer is no, I have not become all that I can become within this vehicle. This vehicle has tremendous potential. Um, uh, it's just me that's been resisting doing things. Then the answer is no. Right? And it's where we have to get really, really honest with ourselves. Because at any moment, you know, here's the thing. When you're building something, there's, there's 
periods of time where you can get stuck. There's periods of time where things slow down and they pick back up again. But if you're moving forward in a pretty rapid clip and everything looks the way that it's supposed to be, but something else comes to try to distract you, you better stay the hell away because it's not, a, you know, the, on that, in this case scenario, the grass is not greener on the other side. You get over to the other side to find out it's way not green. It's a lot browner. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can avoid big mistakes. I'm guilty of, of making that mistake many times in my business, and now I try to be very, very careful um, not to do that. If we've got a plan, if we've got, you know, if something's not working, then we look for what is the best way to fix what's not working. Because I'm not resistant to changing. I just want something that's actually going to work. And that's what you're looking for. So we have a sound plan, but with sound principles that will produce, all you have to do is become who you need to be within that plan, and you'll have what you want every time. Now let's talk about overwhelm a little bit. Overwhelm really comes when, in my opinion, you're doing things you probably shouldn't be doing, number one, or number two, you're in a transition period. In business, you're going to go through many, many, many transition periods because you grow within the business and then, and then you need to expand. So as you expand, you create a transition period. That could be a transition period of people coming in, your business, people going out of your business. It could be a transition period of what you're providing in your business, things that might need to change. It could be a transition period of training and learning, uh, you know, adding on, bringing, bringing people in, going for a massive expansion, these types of things. In, in any case, overwhelm can definitely come in. And here, overwhelm is actually very, very easy to deal with. The reason that we get overwhelmed is because of the deadline and the consequence that's attached to the overwhelm, not the actual work itself. It's that we're perceiving if we don't get a specific amount done within a certain time frame, there's a consequence that we'll experience that we really don't want to experience. So how do we actually stay out of the overwhelm? We stay out of overwhelm by us, by you specifically, prioritizing what needs to be done based on the reality of the priority, which means that you're looking at each thing that you're facing in overwhelm, and you're saying, what is the nature of this thing, and when does it really need to be done? So very often we bring drama in. We're like, oh, my God, everything needs to be completed, you know, by next Tuesday, and there's just absolutely no way. Well, Everything doesn't need to be completed by next Tuesday. You're probably dramatizing it to some extent. And one of the things that will relieve overwhelm is to, is to really look at it in, the, in this way. First, when you realize you're in overwhelm, you completely stop everything. Stop immediately because this is where mistakes take place. This is where burnout takes place. This is where frustration comes in and you lose flow. You completely stop. Then you sit down and you say, what needs to be done, and in what order do these things need to be done? So then you actually make a list. Once you make that list, then you stop again and you look at the list and you say, did I, did I create an illusion anywhere on this list? 
did I lie to myself on this list? Again, you ask yourself, what needs to be done and in what order? So you're, with every step of this, what you're doing is you're taking the motion out of it, right? So you, you make the list, you, look, you say, what order does it need to be done? When does it need to be done? Then you go over it again. Does this really need to be done in this order? Does it really need to be done in this time frame, right? So then you have your second list. Your second list should be the real one, the one that's true. The next step is to ask yourself, what in this list is my responsibility and what in this list can be done by others? Again, what in this list is my responsibility and what in this list can be done by others? And again, you go through it twice, twice, because we're trying to remove drama. We're trying to remove emotion, and we're looking at going for what is the reality of what it is that I'm dealing with. Third step is to delegate. Delegate. You want to take what others can do, and you want to give them the responsibility to do it. And you also need to let them know what needs to be done and when it needs to be done by. And you need to hold them accountable. Then from that standpoint, you go to step number four, which is you going in and begin to work on the things that you need to do in the time frame that you need to do it in. Now, if you say, well, that's great, that's a great system, but I don't have other people to get things done. Okay, so then there's only two choices that you have at, at, that, at that realization. Number one is you have to realize you need to get people that can help you. So that may or may not be able to be done in the time frame in which you need things done. If you can be done, great, get them, assign them their tasks, get moving. If it can't be done, and you're, there's no way that you're going to get everything done, then you've got to extend whatever the deadline is to accommodate either you getting it done or you bringing people on to get it done. But it gives you a mental way to focus to solve the problem. And if you say, but I can't extend the deadline. If you can't get it done, you're going to have to extend the deadline, or you're going to have to decide that some of the pieces of what needs to be done don't matter. For, this, for whatever the project is that you're working on, and you're going to have to exclude them at some point. I've had to do this over the years with, with seminars, right? Sometimes we're working on things for seminars, and somebody has a piece, and it's not getting done, and we run into problems, whatever it might be, something that's going to happen in the event, and we reach a point where it's like it will not be accomplished by this date, so we have to scratch it from this event, right? Um, you know, something in production, whatever it might be. And they have to scratch it for the event and then figure out a way to get it done for the, for the next event. So that's how you handle overwhelm uh, in the most constructive way uh, that I know how. And I'll tell you, I, I've taught this to companies over the years. I've taught it to network marketers over the years. I've taught it to entrepreneurs over the years. I've taught it to families over the years. And everybody who's actually applied it, has just raved about the results because what it does is it sets you free as a person, right? Overwhelm is so much about emotional overwhelm that it bogs down our thinking. And it doesn't allow us to be creative. It doesn't allow us to be expansive. It doesn't allow us to be effective. 
And that's the key, that we need to stay in a place where we are those things, where we can create, we can expand, and we're effective. If you follow the procedure, you will be in that place because everything has its priority, everything has its time frame, everything has its delegation. Now, one other thing, you have to remember this. You cannot prioritize time. Time can't be prioritized. You can only prioritize activity. In other words, and this is different, you can't manage time because time can't be managed. You can only manage activity. That means you say, I'm going to give this activity this amount of time that I'm going to work on it. Then I'm going to move on to the next activity. And however far along I am in that activity, that's as far as I'm going to go because I need two hours today to work on something else, right? So work on managing activities and not managing time, and you'll be much better off. You'll be in much better control, right? Because it seems like uh, time is one of those really weird things that just seems to escape us. Northcote Parkinson said one time that time tends to fill, how do we say it? Work tends to fill the time a lot. In other words, if you say, I need something done in an hour, and uh, somebody says, well, you know, you only have a half an hour to do it, chances are you could probably get it done in a half an hour. So you just need to think a little bit and use some of these strategic um, uh, ideas to help you stay out of overwhelm and to stay way the hell away from bright, shiny object syndrome, right? Because bright, shiny object syndrome can hit you everywhere. And realize one more time, bright, shiny object syndrome is hitting you in your weak place, not in your strength. It's coming at you and attacking you from the weak. That's why it feels like a relief when it comes, because it's attacking you where you're weak. All it means is that it's showing you where you need to grow in your current place. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.